0: you are now listening to hidden jewels hi everyone welcome back to another episode of hidden jewels i have another guest with me today and i'm very excited for this episode her name is Lydia. She's 24 years old, and she's a podcast host for We're Getting Through It. Hi, Lydia. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. How's your day going? My day's going well.
1: I recently moved to San Diego, so I've been mostly just adjusting to driving to work and making dinner and just normal things, but
0: yeah, like getting back into the flow thing.
1: Yeah, it's nice to find a routine again mm-hmm. in the midst, even of the move. It's been um, I like to make dinner was just so wholesome. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that.
0: <laughs> no, I love that. And tell us where you're from. Where'd you cook? Yeah,
1: so I actually moved from Whittier, California, born and raised. I left for Santa Barbara. I went to UCSB afterwards. um, And then I moved back home for a couple of years. So left Whittier, but came back and then now I'm in San Diego.
0: Nice, so how was college for you?
1: I was a mixed bag of things I loved and I hated it uh, many, many times, but I think overall it was uh, an experience that made me who I am today I I loved it I, there were a lot of hard moments is what I meant to say I guess
0: so you guys know me and Lydia actually met at UC Santa Barbara we were both mm-hmm. in an organization called Latino Business Association and it was it was a great experience
1: yeah kind of love LBA
0: <laughs> and what so what was your major in college
1: Funny story, I majored in anthropology, and I do, I did love it, but I went in as a bio major, then I was a math major, and then I was thinking about psych, and then I was trying to graduate, so I did anthropology. Not to knock the actual study of anthropology, anthropology is amazing, and I did cultural anthropology, so it was, you know, the study of humans and culture and how that has been tracked in researched even today. So it it was amazing. And I loved the experience, but I also was
0: not just trying to graduate. It's interesting you say that because I actually went in as a Spanish major. And then I thought about econ and accounting. Yeah, I I started as Spanish. And then I thought about econ and accounting. And then when that didn't work out, I switched to sociology. So it's interesting the path that we have to take in college, despite what we want to do.
1: You know, the thing about college and choosing a career path is that it we're so young. I would I went into college as a 17-year-old and there was no fucking way that sorry, can I go? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was like, there's no way that 17-year-old Lydia knew what she's gonna do for the rest of her life. No way. There are some people that are just have it in their brain since they're like three years old, and that's like probably like less than 1% of the population. Mm-hmm. So I don't subscribe to the idea that you need to know what you need to do to go into college. It's really hard to figure out any, the where I'm at in my career right now is because of the different positions. It's not because of my major or school at all per se. It's from me working and gaining like training and leadership experience.
0: No, and that's the that's the most ironic part for me is that you literally just leave the title of your BA and then, oh yeah, all the experience is just what matters. But <laughs> what did you end up doing after college? So I am working in
1: learning and development, which is training in HR. So I am a training specialist Ooh. through HR. So yeah, I'm working in training and I love it. And it took me a long time to get here.
0: <laughs> no, and you know it's crazy. I can actually see you doing that because I remember you were a lifeguard. And Mm -hmm. you would would train people there too. And even in LBA, you were president. So you were forced to train all of us to do our positions.
1: It's something that I practiced a lot unknowingly throughout my college career, not directly even through college, but just yeah, LBA, my other little internship side gigs. Like I trained lifeguards for three years random but it makes a lot of sense to me why i am where i am at the moment with
0: my career no i love that for you so then what what led you to start this podcast
1: yeah so i i've always wanted to start a podcast i love listening to podcasts they have really given me a voice of reason and understanding of um different perspectives and points where I could work on myself. I can listen to people, like call out certain things that I didn't even know I was you know, doing. And, and so a lot of time to reflect while I'm listening, because when I listen to podcasts, I listen to them by myself as well. But I, so I love podcasts and I always had this idea in the back of my head, of I would love to start a podcast one day. And then I like, I'm sure a lot of people just hit hit the dark place in the pandemic truly Mm. and there was this sense of despair of um I was going through a really bad breakup and it was this feeling that I couldn't explain but I was so frustrated that there hadn't been a lot to teach me about the about breakups Um, and maintaining healthy relationships in that capacity or friendships or I was really frustrated with my career where that was at the moment so and and nobody had really been there to guide me where I'm at today I mean of course I have a lot of loving and supportive people around me but a lot of it was my trial and and big errors and I, I was so lost and so frustrated and I thought well if I'm going to find these answers how amazing would it be to find them for other people as well and I like to think that I do a lot of critical thinking of myself and and where I need to grow and learn and so I I thought that I could also put that perspective into the podcast as well and that's kind of why I started it.
0: I know your podcast highlights like what we're going through with our 20s and not knowing how to deal with them but can you tell us a little bit more of just what the podcast is about? Yes. Yeah,
1: so it's called We're Getting Through It. And then the tagline is uh, how to survive your 20s. Because basically nobody taught us how to get through our 20s. Nobody on that same breath of college, nobody taught us what fulfillment feels like to pick a major or to pick a career mm-hmm. path or, again, how to sustain healthy relationships what a healthy relationship truly is because at least in my experience I was modeled very unhealthy relationships and thought that that was normal and so what my podcast is trying to do is to provide information and shed light on different topics that we don't really gain knowledge of in our 20s until where it's like thrown in our face and so I hope I could provide like insight and resources and useful information on those topics
0: no yes I love that and I remember one of my favorite episodes was college isn't always the answer yes because it it really isn't for a lot of people for a lot of people it's doing this like being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and just like setting their goals and reaching their passions I absolutely
1: loved recording that episode because I had already started questioning what was college. I think it truly for me and myself, I think I needed it. I truly needed to go away from home to grow as a person. Mm. And I think that's why I needed it. But did I need to be like $30,000 in debt or did mm. I need to experience it that way and be on my own that way? Probably not. So It really was a powerful episode to just bring a lot of light to this idea that we're supposed to go to college to be successful or be good, quote unquote, good or Mm -hmm. right and just. And that's not the case. It it shouldn't be like this moralistic thing.
0: I agree. And I feel like it happens to a lot of us who come from immigrant backgrounds where our parents just kind of see that as the American dream. Like, Mm -hmm. I have to send you to college. Yeah. But little little do they know like their business is probably bringing in more money than our degrees.
1: Being the first kids to go to college or people to go to college in my family, it was it, it's so highlighted, it's so praised. Mm. And they don't really know that I've been struggling for the past two or three years trying to Same. figure out, okay, what's what's happening afterwards, so.
0: Same, because I feel like we have these ideas that the minute we graduate, we're going to get a job and we're guaranteed that job because of how prestigious our university is, you
1: know? I truly believed that with my whole, I believed that with my whole heart and soul. It's like I graduated from UCSD, I'm going to get a fire job and then life's gonna be great. And it slapped me right in the face.
0: the <laughs> same. I used to think of my school higher than like Cal States and CCs, but I didn't know that Cal States needed an internship before you graduated.
1: Oh my god, okay. That... <laughs>
0: and I was like,
1: what? But they, they require you to have an internship in your in your major. I can't imagine the support I could have had at a, at a Cal State versus UC. I was walking just on my own completely. And can, can you imagine if a, you had to check in with your counselor? Cause I didn't have to check with my counselor. I muddled through that all on my own. Same. It, it was a nightmare.
0: No. And it's ironic because my brother, he goes to Cal State Northridge and mm-hmm he's staying an extra quarter because he didn't complete one of his courses and i asked him well, well what's the course and he's like i need to do an internship before i graduate because he's he's doing marketing so okay. so like he's setting himself up for like getting experience i was just like dude like if i would have had that push mm-hmm. you know and it was something that we tried to
1: do with lba At least for myself, I definitely got wrapped up in the logistics, the social aspects of LBA, the leadership part of it versus the self-development, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I know a lot of professional organizations aim to do all of that. And I think that we provided a lot of help to other folks, but Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't think I actually took any of that for myself.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I agree. But point is, we graduated. We're in better jobs now.
1: That's also very true.
0: <laughs> but to go back to your podcast, how'd you come up with the name for it? So
1: I really wanted getting through it. That name was taken. So podcasters, do your research on the name. I did thorough research before thinking about or setting, settling on what the name was going to be so I could make sure that I didn't pay this guy to make this logo and it wasn't going to be the the right name. But I like this idea of getting through it, that we're getting through it together. Mm. That's mostly where it came from is like that phrase of, well, we're going to get through it. Or, you know, something happens and, and you find yourself on the other side of it. And you're like, okay, like we got through it. We did it. I really like that it has this sense of commonality, I suppose. Or it's a feeling that we've all had. And it's something that we've all experienced and fully understand is that calmness and not despair, but kind of just like nonchalantness out of it.
0: No, and I like the we part of it because Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we take issues on our own, it, it feels like the whole world is against us, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's so important to find folks to go through these problems with. I wouldn't have even successfully put on the podcast if it wasn't for people supporting me around me and giving me feedback and, oh, no, that color is not good. Or I-, I-, I see your vision now. Or, you know, it- it's really critical to have a support team, at yes. least in, in my experience.
0: No, same. Like my cousin's been a huge part in my feedback <laughs> <laughs> so so I agree. But so that's what I was gonna ask the next. How'd you go about creating your podcast artwork?
1: So for the artwork, I actually found the person, his name's Eric Rosario, through my friend that from college who had known this guy since high school and Eric Rosario had done different podcast artworks. So I reached out to him friend of a friend and I just had a good feeling about it. He sent me his portfolio. I really enjoyed it. And so we had like a good like bit of back and forth and then came up with a podcast logo. And, and I, I truly love it. It's this little guy. I named him Charmo. And he's like, kind of like uh, nobody can see my hand gestures, but <laughs> his, his arms, his hands are kind of the side. And it's kind of like, whoop. and I think that's the essence of we're getting through it. Like, well, we'll figure it out and
0: we'll grow so okay yeah no i love that and i asked just because a lot of times people aren't aware that they need artwork for their podcast and Mm. that hiring someone is one way but you can also go on canva that's the approach i did (laughs) i love it by
1: the way I think the only research that I've done well I've done a lot of research but in essence what the recommendation is it just has to look professional so in all honesty I am not that creative in in that sense so I knew that if I try to make a logo on my own it would look like shit (laughs) it really would so I, I I had acknowledged that okay if it needs to look good I can't make it and that's okay
0: you know, that's the first part is acknowledgement and then going from there. But so in terms of equipment to start your podcast, what was the first thing you bought?
1: The first thing I bought was the speaker. So it was the Yeti Blue. I got it on, I financed a Dell credit card when I was trying to buy my laptop last summer. So I thought, hey, I can just buy all of my audio equipment on my Dell credit card, cause you can do that. And so I could finance it and pay it in slow increments. And so I bought, I bought that speaker through the Dell website or the, the microphone through the Dell website. And then I bought these headphones. I don't know what brand they are. They're kind of just over the head generic ones, but I had researched that it's not the best when you have the speaker connected to the earphones. Like, I mean, you obviously have to connect them at the end, but you kind of want a different sound system. So, and once it came in the mail, I was like, I'm making a podcast.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. And you're right, because at first I tried recording just using my headset and mm-hmm. the the mic would rub against my shoulder. So it would create like oh. a static and just like that, you know, the loud, like sharp noises when yeah. you're moving a lot, it was like that. So that, that's probably why.
1: When I have people record with me on Zoom, uh, because that's also something that I use is Zoom, you can record audio on it very easily. So as long as the other person has a decent speaker, it's fine. But I find that AirPods aren't that bad. Mm. So if it, it's nice if they have a mac or whatever they can connect their airpods and that's pretty easy too oh
0: no, yeah and in regards to me i bought mine on amazon it was 75 i think your speaker yeah or
1: your your mic Why The I mic keep speaker <laughs>
0: <laughs> no you're good no yeah it was a mic from a company called pseudotech and it came with a desktop stand and then the pop filter oh. so it's like a little kit yeah how much does the blue yeti
1: Okay, so I looked it up right now. And it seems that I have a purchase for $110. So I'm gonna guess the mic was probably was about $100.
0: Okay, nice. And I know there's other mics that people could get, but you really like pay for what you get. So you do.
1: And in all the research that I've done, it's don't skimp out on the mic so in regard to the other mics that were I could finance through the Dell website I this was the best the best one and the most cost conscious so mm. I really yeah I, I really stress on a on a good mic and then also my friend bought me this pop filter for my birthday so actually no no Christmas present so that was a <laughs>
0: hey, friends that support you, you gotta mm-hmm. love them. <laughs> <laughs> so, for people who like want to get into recording a podcast and going about all that, recording and editing your audio is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So, where do you record? I know you mentioned Zoom, but where do yeah. you edit as well?
1: So, I record the audio on Zoom and then I download it and I use WavePad Sound Editor which is through the NCH Suite, or it's just NCH software. So if you type in NCH software or WavePad Sound Editor, and it was pretty cost efficient. I think it's like $17 a month, which isn't bad. Can I can record my own audio there as well. So I will record my intros or my solo episodes there. And then I'll paste in the audio from my Zoom recordings that I download. And so I usually also keep I'll keep that file of the audio that I have with one person separate and then I'll make sure that I have that audio by itself saved and then I'll put it in. So, you know, I have backups just in case because I am doing this on my laptop. I'm using this expansion pack so I could save things onto the expansion pack as well. Um, It's like a portable drive. So I am doing this via laptop. I know for a little more complicated audio, you probably can't do it as easily on a laptop. But I have I found a lot of success through that.
0: That's really interesting because the way I edit my audio is actually through GarageBand, which is okay. like already on on my Mac.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have a oh. Because I finance through Dell. <laughs> I have a, now that I've said that a million times. Um, so I have a Dell and the WavePad sound editor is very easy to use. It's very user friendly. I did, you know, look up how to do specific things because that's just, you know, I'm trying to learn, but it, it's very user friendly, which I very much appreciated.
0: No, that's good. And I know other people also use Audacity.
1: The, through Adobe?
0: Yeah yeah I believe.
1: okay real talk that shit is so complicated i could not <laughs> figure it out i tried so hard and you know what there's probably somebody listening out there like thinking like that's like it was super easy but it was so difficult so i was like i'm not doing this i i researched which one was like the most cost effective and user friendly. And that was WavePad in my experience. And it's been amazing.
0: No, and what what made it difficult in the Audacity?
1: I just, there was so like, okay. Use Audacity if you know how to, or or you're willing to put in truly, truly that amount of time to learn it. It's just a lot more complicated. There's a lot more uh, variability with it. Mm. Um, There's a lot, you can do so much more but that's not what I needed. I'm, I'm interviewing people. I'm, I'm editing simple audio in that way. I'm not creating music or creating different sounds. I'm I just, I'm really just trying to capture conversations and knowledge between people in that way. So I didn't need all the extra stuff or learn, need to learn how to do all the extra stuff.
0: And I feel like that's probably for like video editing and all that as well.
1: Yeah, it gets real complicated, but if you can identify what need you have for your podcast and, and that's something that you you want to or say that you are um, sampling like music tracks for whatever reason, it, it, that would be the best option.
0: And so speaking of mm-hmm. sampling music and all that, <laughs> did you make your intro entropy or how'd you go about that?
1: I did not. I went on Fiverr, which is you can pay folks directly for work. So I had this guy that I reached out. I had listened to some of his samples on Fiverr and I was like, okay, very lo-fi beats. So what I was kind of going for. And so I messaged him. I'm happy with it. Mm -hmm. I'm also open to a new, new intro, but we'll see. And I'll have to do that more, more research, but Fiverr was pretty cool. There was a lot of options, so a lot of people will make like a twenty second sound bite for intro for anything, Um, and it could also be longer. But it was, I think I only paid like fifty bucks if I'm being honest. And he just sent me the audio, and that was that was it. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you pay for getting the copyright. Yeah. Yeah, no, because when I was when I was looking for beats for my intro. I tried making my own beats. <laughs> that did not work. <laughs> I am not a music producer. But then I started looking at royalty-free music. And okay. there's, like, a website called Bensound and another one called Soundstripe. But when I tell you that, it took me hours to find, like, the right mm. beat hours with you. So I can see how a place like Fiverr would just be super quick.
1: Yeah. I am a little impatient sometimes and so I had this dilemma of I'm not gonna get sued over some stupid song that like like not that music Mm -hmm. is stupid because it's not but I knew that I could go and have somebody make an audio file and that be it and I don't have to worry about copyrights and I'll always have that receipt on my favorite account if anybody's trying to come after me or anything Mm -hmm. like that so I thought that was the easiest thing for me and I know in my heart that I would never try personally to make music because, like I said, I'm <laughs> not creative in that way. And that is so out of my comfort zone. It would probably, probably be really funny, but it'd be horrible <laughs> for the ears.
0: It's okay, because I, I failed. So it wasn't <laughs> But you tried. Worth, I tried, but it wasn't worth downloading the app and then learning the lesson and, like, no, I was doing most. But so in terms of um, submitting a podcast, where do you submit to or how do you go about that process?
1: I submit my RSS feed. Uh, I download um, an MP3 from the WavePad sound editor, which is pretty easy. Um, So I could download the audio and that's how I save it to my computer. And Mm -hmm. then I upload it and I upload it onto this website called Libsyn. Oh, nice. Um, And that's about $20 a month as well. So I probably $4 a month in fees um, for my podcast, uh, just to kind of like keep it going. Mm-hmm. And then I download the MP3 file. I submit it to Libsyn. Libsyn then creates an RSS feed. And that RSS feed is what I give to Spotify and to Apple Podcasts. Or that's the, that's the, the, that little RSS link is what I submit to them. And then that's how the audio gets uploaded. So it's kind of interesting in that once you submit your code, your little link or whatever it is, your audio files will just automatically upload after that. I do check it and I go in and I refresh it and I make sure like that it downloaded and correctly and stuff. But it's it's kind of cool.
0: Mine has a RSS feed too, but it's interesting because I feel through Libsyn, it's mm-hmm. giving you more ownership with it.
1: Yes, and that's something that I strive to do with my podcast. Like I had mentioned, the the costs it is a little bit more. So I do pay 4 dollars a month for the the editing pl- platform and lip synth so my rss feed site but i did want to have a sense of this is my audio and then that was something that was important to me when i was going into it because i did i did um think about what is it called oh, anchor uh, i did think about anchor a lot but ultimately i was just like i'm a very also i'm a very anxious person so and I have this fear that somebody's gonna owe my audio own my audio files and I just wanna do it on my own. It is a lot harder though <laughs> sometimes.
0: No, but you know what? In the future, I'm sure when it comes to sponsorships mm-hmm. and ways to monetize your podcast, I'm sure that's gonna provide you an upper hand.
1: I hope so, but we will only time will tell.
0: <laughs> Cause I go about submitting mine through Anchor. So it submits it directly to Spotify and then you kind of have to go and create your own apple podcast okay
1: oh so you get to submit the rss feed to apple then afterwards
0: Mm -hmm. oh that's pretty cool
1: you edit through garage band not through the anchor app have you tried editing through the anchor app
0: i know they have an editing part but i don't Mm -hmm. i do it directly on GarageBand. garage band
1: and are you using music from spotify like they say you can
0: no, okay. I only I only ever did the royalty free sound the first time and okay. then I just kept that intro outro like the same song.
1: okay I was just curious uh, it's one of the, my podcasts that I listen to she always advertises Inker and I'm always like, hmm, I don't know, but I, I like the idea that you can put like any song in there because they own part of it because it's Spotify. <laughs> oh.
0: No, that's true. I never really thought about that because when you do go onto the the website, it has mm-hmm. like add a music, add sound, and then when it when it shows add music, it's the little Spotify logo. So, it just it never occurred to me to use it now. What platforms is your podcast on now? Yes. So
1: I am on Spotify and Apple. I'm working to put it on Google Play or Google, but I haven't had the time yet. But uh, that is my next goal. I know some people put it on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard that that can be really good, especially if you are recording the video. So that might be something I would be up to doing in the future.
0: Yeah, same. I definitely thought about doing video, but... I wanted to just hold off on it at first and just get it started. Yeah.
1: Well, um, not to get like super stupid inspirational, but one of my favorite quotes is, oh my God, I'm going to get roasted. I'm sorry. It's from Passion Planner. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to start. And I I took a similar approach with my podcast because I was trying to be super perfectionist about it. and. Mm Ultimately, what it came down to was me procrastinating from my own anxiety and not putting anything out there when I just had to start.
0: Yeah, honestly, same. Even with the first episode of the trailer, I was like, man, I need to re-record this. I sound weird. But I was like, you know what? No, put it out there.
1: I had so much imposter syndrome for my first recording. I it, it's kind of funny. I actually cried. <laughs> there was a moment where I I burst into tears like as I kind of like had started recording and this was just by myself. I wasn't like interviewing anybody. And then I had so much experience that like, oh, I don't belong here and then I cried and I felt and I was like, okay. And that's how we recorded my first episode by myself.
0: No, but that's a start and I feel mm-hmm. like using all that all that pain and emotion it just yeah. makes it that much better and you know I don't know about you but I always feel good after I record and interview someone
1: uh it's the most amazing feeling I can't explain it it's such a beautiful feeling to have connected with somebody for like an hour or however long you're talking and and understand that that I don't know I, I completely understand that
0: yeah, no, it makes you feel giddy, like a child again. You know, like meeting someone in class. Like, just. yeah. So you're on Spotify, you're on Apple, mm-hmm. and you know they also say SoundCloud is a good one.
1: I have also heard that too. So you know, what? let me take notes. Let me take notes right now and
0: and, and another one is Stitcher. I had never heard of Stitcher, but I did hear about cool.
1: that. I did hear about that.
0: Yeah, so those are just so everybody knows out there, like, there's all these platforms that your podcast can be on. It's not just Apple and Spotify. It's not, but those are
1: going to be the easiest if you're trying to procrastinate. Don't let that be an excuse. You could always upload the other uh, files onto the other places later. If you need to start, my recommendation is get it on Apple, get on Spotify, because those are going to be the easiest ones. And then afterwards, and you could kind of work
0: on everything else. So far, what's been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome with the podcast?
1: This is going to be cheesy. I think it's myself. Uh, <laughs> you <all> same. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have all the equipment that I need to do what I need to do. And that being said, I did go through a really big move this past like month or two it has been really stressful. I started a new job, I moved cities. It's been a lot, but it's my own time management. It's my own willingness to reach out to people and having to fight the imposter syndrome that I feel when I feel that I don't belong in this community but I do and and anybody who wants space in it can I mean hopefully they can be a positive light in it but we're all worthy of space and expression so
0: no and I love that I love that you say that what advice would you give someone trying to start a podcast
1: Make sure that you know specifically what you want it to be before you start. You know, there's a lot of competition out there. Of course, podcasts are pretty popular now. Just hone in on what you want to do and then just start it. Just start recording little audio files here and there. They don't have to be uploaded, but you're going to need to get used to your voice because that's (laughs) hard. Um, And then you could practice editing because editing practice is going to be so helpful. And then... Get a nice looking podcast logo uh, if you can make that all power to you. <laughs> I could not. So I hired somebody. I think I paid like 150 for it, which is not bad. Yeah, just just follow your heart. Nobody should be the one telling you you can't do it. it like if you want to do it, go for it. And don't be the reason you're holding yourself back either.
0: Yeah. Because it's a lot of
1: fun. And whatever you're doing, like you get to meet people, you get to talk to, even if it's just old friends,
0: Mm -hmm. new
1: friends, it's all, it's all making connections. It's really beautiful.
0: No. And it's interesting that you say like, it's getting very competitive in the podcast space, but I feel like podcasting is also the go-to entertainment for a lot of people, especially like us in our twenties. I'm sure even people older are now getting into it but i remember i read a statistic that said that us weekly podcast listeners average 7 podcasts a week. And that's oh, all episodes. Yeah, like they watch about 7 a week. So so even if your podcast is something that somebody else is doing they probably prefer the way you portray the information, you know? That's true to close out our interview are there any song lyrics or quote that you live by Lydia that you'd like to share
1: so I know this is cheesy but this is my go-to song I love it with my whole heart it is Natasha beddingfield filled and written because what does she say she says no one else can do it for you only you can let it in no one else, no one else can speak. I, mean, I can't sing because I, again, I'm not artistic in this way. And so I'll embarrass myself, but <laughs> feel the rain on your skin. <laughs> Basically, I love that song and all the quotes in it, just because you need to experience life on your own and through your own lens. And you cannot try to experience it through anybody else's. You can't try to experience it through anybody else. You could only feel what you feel and you have to put yourself out there and Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes it's uncomfortable and sometimes it's painful but it's it's you that needs to experience that and so it's so cheesy but I I fucking love that song so much
0: (laughs) it's just even the melody to it it just like amps you upset
1: so feel good I have cried to that song before not not often but every every once in a while it hits home (laughs)
0: <laughs> so good we, we all need to cry too you know let out the tears you guys emotions are okay but I want to thank you so much Lydia for being here today thank you so much for having me and I appreciate you thank you guys for listening up to this point point. and we'll definitely be in touch Lydia of course If you made it this far, definitely hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and TikTok, it's at Hidden Jewels Pod, that's H-I-D-D-E-N J-U-L-Z-P-O-D, and recommend this podcast to anyone you think would be down to listen to it, definitely hit me up and nominate Hidden Jewels that you want to see on the show, and of course, stay tuned for more episodes, I'll see y'all later.